So how you doing, brother? Doing quite, quite amazing, bro. Life, life is fucking good over here. How are things with you? Life could not be better. Every day I wake up blessed with another day. I can breathe. So anything past that, I feel is a win, right? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Especially now. I think like the, the times that we're in, just the perspective that we've all gained just to for the simple things, you know? Well, the simple things are all that there are in life, I think I've come to realize. It's like I personally, if you can make the, you know, the things you do every day really good and really enjoyable and really appreciate those, then that makes up the majority of your life, right? Right. Yeah. It's so crazy to me, like even, even to myself, like, how we're constantly like obsessing over this ideal dream that we sometimes forget that it's our days that once connected together that ultimately creates the movie of our life. 100%. It's, it's, it's all presence, man. I'm sure you know this um, more than anyone. I think what's what always, I've been following you for a long time. I think you're one of the first people I followed on Twitter. Um, and you know how, you know, there's a lot of stuff on Twitter that we see and read, but when you see someone that really gets it, you just know. And I felt that way about you. Appreciate that, bro. Likewise, like one thing I really respect about you and what you're doing is I think like what you're pioneering is like the new version of man. And what I mean by that is like, I put out a tweet yesterday. It's like, once you take spirituality out of society, you turn human beings into humanoids. People mm. that look like humans, talk like humans, act like humans, but are missing the real human spirit, right? Yeah. And one thing I really admire about you is like, you got everything like, like, like the young man aspires to gain, but you're also embodied and connected to that source energy. Well, thanks, man. I'm, I mean, I'm trying. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't know how uh, you know how massively in tune I am relatively but I, I, I do get what you mean about the, the humanoid thing like it seems that th there's been so much uh, again programming uh, to make robots is effectively what it, it feels like at the moment exactly bro and it, it's like nuts like you know you would always hear stories about like how so-and-so could happen and now just watching it happen in real time it's like oh shit we're in it <laughs> yeah well that's 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 one of the you know the things that they do with uh, the house of suggestion media all the rest of it is they they tell you what could happen in order to plant the idea in people's minds and then when mm -hmm. it does happen created by them everyone's like oh yeah well this is what they said would happen and so they don't challenge it but they don't realize that they put it there in the first place <laughs> yeah bro like i was listening to your podcast with uh lobo like both of them like such great episodes and like i loved his take on it it's like yo just opt out of the game just stop yeah. playing the game just even yeah. now like the stuff they're pushing with like all these insects and grasshoppers and all this stuff like they already started priming people for like yeah. what they're going to be eating oh yeah man do you think it's this this coming winter that's when they're going to pull the trigger 
I have no idea, bro. I, I just feel like that that Lobo approach is the way to go. It's like we just continue to just like let these people do whatever the fuck they please. Like we just keep playing their games, right? Mm -hmm. And even there's like certain people that are like, hey, like XYZ is coming, XYZ is coming. But it's yeah. like they just keep adding to that energy. You know, it's like there has to come a time, like yeah. Lobo said, it's like, yo, fuck it. We're not gonna play, we're not gonna fall victim to this reality. We're gonna create our own shit. And that's why I find what he's up to so inspiring because he's like one of the few that yeah. is actually doing actually, something yeah. about it. Yeah, yeah. And I obviously I'm guilty of this myself um, at my current stage in um, what's, you know, let's say my business development or whatever. But there is uh, like, if everyone thinks that this shit is going to happen, then what are you doing about it? You know, like, I, I'm still reliant on the supply chains. I'm still reliant on uh, living in the city. And, you know, if, and that's all that's, you know, my plan for the coming years. But uh, if, if you really think that this shit's going to go down, then you really need to put your money where your mouth is, or at least be taking steps to get there, which is ideally what I'm going to be doing, you know, in the foreseeable future. But, that's why I think um, money Twitter or, you know, Twitter in general, where people are making their own businesses, sharing how they're doing it, networking, like it's going to be so crucial to become financially independent. And I think it's one of the main reasons, one of the main paths to spiritual uh, development uh, in today's world, where you're not relying on anyone else and you can take steps to not play the game because unfortunately you need to play the game in order to get out of the game right right yeah i feel like there's like two types of freedoms that like every every person should aspire towards it's like the financial freedom and also the spiritual freedom right i think the spiritual freedom is so underrated because like if you can really deepen your realizations about like who you actually are and not what you've been told and all this conditioning and programming then you really like start to experience yourself as that true self that can't really be impacted by anything that really happens in this movie of life yeah. right and it gets yeah. like this healthy sense of detachment so even like with all the bullshit that's going on yeah. like sometimes bro, i just look at it and i'm just like yo this is a fucking comedy it's a yeah, fucking yeah. joke yeah, yeah. It's up. you know yeah it's that uh it's the complete detachment and i think it's just something you realize um relatively long down the line of like doing your internal work and just understanding the how the human mind works and the ego and all the rest of it is like any interpretation of events outside of yourself that's all a choice and you can choose to get upset by it choose to let it plague your mind or choose to just let it go and like you said laugh at it mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. have you um yeah have you have you become that way through time like i, I want to delve a little bit back into you know how you ended up getting started in this world and uh maybe a lot life a bit in general before twitter or whatever else yeah yeah man like at, like for my story like in the beginning bro like in the beginning of just like coming up i would say like i was like the biggest pussy in the fucking world right like let's start there right and like i was so conditioned i was so programmed by like let's say like like middle class programming um just society in general and all, all this all the stuff that come, comes along with life right and yeah. around like 13 14 
around then I was like, yo, fuck, I can't, I can't keep living like this. Like, this is like torture because inside I felt like I had so much to give, but externally I was like falling victim to other people's rules and the way they set up life. And I was like a pawn in other people's reality. Right. And I was like too much of a pussy to do anything about it. And I kind of reached my tipping point at like 13, 14. I was like, yo, like the future is not looking pretty if I remain a pussy. You know, it's yeah. not looking too good. And yeah. at that time, it's like when I turned towards um, self-help and like just consumed a bunch of material, a bunch of books, and they were impactful. Like they really programmed my brain in a way that kind of got me in touch with just that lion dragon energy inside me. And I started like actualizing more of that. And then um, since the beginning, I like never wanted to work for anybody in my life. That was something that was like very dear to my heart. And I always wanted to live on my own terms, right? So like around like then is also when I started diving deep into business, um, just hopping online with respect to this entire space and just like figuring it out, launched a bunch of businesses, most failed. And then um, I had a realization one night, I'm like, the reason I keep failing is because I suck at marketing because I was too much of a pussy to learn sales. So I was mm -hmm. like, oh, I gotta like actually fit, fit, own up to this and learn sales and learn um, marketing. And then I started going down that path and then I started applying it to the businesses that I was working on at the time. Those started succeeding. Then naturally people in my network started reaching out, which eventually turned into an agency, which eventually turned into a bunch of other ventures. But after that is like when, I don't know bro, like I always had like this internal flame that just kept telling me there's more to life. There's more to you. There's yeah. more to who you are. Like we're not what we've been told. Like that's all bullshit. It's like really conditioning. That's really designed to keep you down and out. And um, I remember one time I was reading this book of Steve Jobs' biography, and he was talking about like how the only book he gave away at his funeral was the autobiography of a yogi, and it was the only book on his iPad that he would reread every single year. And I was like, what the fuck, what's a billionaire guy in tech doing with a book like this? And mm. another thing that really intrigued me about Steve Jobs was this reality distortion field, how like, people explained how he had like this power to bend reality to as well and i was like oh shit maybe there's a connection between this and autobiography of a yogi and that sent me down the spiritual path where i just like went down this rabbit hole and started applying the stuff that i was learning and i was like holy shit like most of the rules and conditioning and programming that i was told about how life is how you're supposed to succeed how you're supposed to live like all that self-help shit i went through i was like bro this is fucking bullshit like it's useful in order to get you to a certain point but eventually you got to burn those fucking boats and after I started going down the spiritual path, where I just had insane experiences where I was like, holy shit, like literally, bro, this is fucking crazy. Like, <laughs> we are so fucking powerful and we've been told nothing but bullshit. And it really saddens me, bro. Even, even on our corner of Twitter, we have such amazing people that are doing such amazing things, right? And like one of the reasons, like personally, like in my real life, I don't even talk about spirituality. I don't even like talk about this stuff. But on Twitter, I feel like I like to put that message out there because we have such an amazing cast of people that are really winning. But I think this juice is the most important part to actually tap into because it's what makes everything possible. And it allows you to play the game of life on such an epic scale do you think that that innate connection to source has to be developed before you can make any financial wins and progress because i find that that's 
you know, where have my ideas come from that have helped me develop this thing so far? It's not, it's not any like, it's not coming from me. Yeah, it's coming through me from that universal source of knowledge, whatever you want to call it. And I think you have to get out of your own way almost. And that's why, you know, you, you can't be operating in the kind of 2D or sorry, 3D levels of existence. If you're so worked up in your ego, you're so worked up in, in trying to impress other people, uh, the image of what you believe you are instead of what you really are. You, you, I think you don't have that connection to the ideas and the energy that can then divulge into uh, a business or whatever. Mm -hmm, exactly. I think the ego, ego is great. Like some people that kill the ego, I don't agree with that. But I think the ego, it lives to mimic the real qualities of your true nature right so it like puts up a front and it like distorts what's actually real and true and it gives you like a pussified version of that right so like <laughs> the more you to the ego the less of your true power you actually experience so like for me like bro with my business journey like for the first little while it was entirely fucking ego and i was just like a slave to this ego and none of the businesses that i would um work on would fucking succeed i would like make no money waste yeah. a bunch of time and nothing would really work out for me and then um the more i started like letting go of my ideas and my assumptions and my preferences for how mm. I wanted this to be, the more of that, like, I don't know, you can call it whatever you want, but like that, that source energy started coming through me. And the more I trusted that energy, the more I would start succeeding in business. Right. So it was like twofold. Yeah. One, like realizing just how poor internally I truly am. Right in the sense that like all my attachments, everything I fill myself up with, all my beliefs, all my conditioning and programming and thoughts are essentially bullshit that actually distort that flow of source energy. Yeah. And that was one realization. And the second was just like having the balls to actually tap in and follow that flow of life. Because sometimes we get like struck with crazy insights, crazy inspiration, crazy ideas that just seem to come from nowhere. And we're like too much of a pussy to even like go along with it. So it's like twofold. One, realize how this stuff is just happening through you. And two, once you do get strike struck with that creative burst of energy or insight, and we all know what I'm talking about, we feel it, it just feels different, like yeah. to actually have the balls to pursue it. Yeah, it's, uh, it's intuition and it's the same thing with those random, people call them coincidences, but those feelings that you get that, oh, I should talk to this person, I should send a message here, or just the random thoughts to reach out to someone you haven't talked to in a long time. That is all clues and paths you can take and it's up to you to recognize them for what they are not just random thoughts that are popping into your head for no reason uh, obviously some do or a lot do and a lot of thoughts can be uh, discarded in that sense but <clears throat> whenever you get a hunch that true hunch that is like hmm, why am i thinking this or why should i do this just trust it and if you trust it pursue it and follow through with it there's always going to be gold on the other side. Exactly. And I think it's such an epic way to live, right? Because it's like the way I see it, it's like you can live two, two types of lives. The first life is like 
the life that conditioning creates for you. So like who you are is essentially a version that has been molded by society. So you can continue to trust that person and let him or her create your life for you and just go along with all the ideas and plans and strategies that he comes up with. Or you can be like, fuck it, I don't know what the fuck's about to happen. I'm gonna embrace the sense of not knowing where my life is gonna go, how it's gonna unfold, and I'm just gonna remain grounded and present in whatever arises spontaneously. I'm gonna follow that. And like every time I do that, bro, I just experience such amazing adventures and pure epicness that that conditioned character would never be able to achieve. Yeah, well, people don't realize that, like, everything they, all the discomfort that they feel in their life is because they are, they're attached to this version of reality that they think should happen, or the idea of how someone's life should play out. And that was given to them as a young child, you know, you have to work hard, study hard, and go down this particular path or career. And the whole time you end up just living your life to prove to this construction that it's never existed in any real sense. It's just an idea that you've been given that's stuck in your head and you don't feel happy until you've got that. And so as is inevitably the case, when life doesn't play out to the exact specifications in the exact um, path that you think is the best path for you, you experience dissonance and you're like, oh, this sucks. Like, but truly, there is no one right way to do life. And even if you you know, you you have a vision for what you want, as long as it's your path, you can pursue that, but it's still not gonna work out the way that you want. So it's this skill of <clears throat> having the capacity to work towards what you want in a grand sense, and then the details, how you get there, the path, you know, that's all up in the air. And it's a question of enjoying it no matter which way it goes. And otherwise, you're just gonna spend your entire life in your head, upset that it's not going the way you want. And then if people externalize the kind of this end date of happiness, when when you get to a certain point, you realize that as long as you sit in the present moment, and come to presence, then that is, you know, the most stress-free way to live really is being in that space. And I've come to realize this a bit more recently that it's always possible to just come back to here and now and just whatever senses are coming to you, whatever situation you're in, there's nothing else other than that. Exactly. I'm curious, like how has all this this like way of life like has this and if it has like in what ways has this impacted like the unfoldment of like the soul bro brand because like from just an outsider it seems like so organic and like so natural but i'm just like curious if like this had anything to do with the unfoldment of the brand i think it's it's just been a like i said a natural kind of unflowing of how my mind has developed and sharing that um you know i I feel like i've i'm nowhere near obviously like where i could be in terms of um well nowhere near where like i'll eventually get to obviously i'm not trying to say that i'm you know really well developed in this area but i know that at least 
probably after university study or during like I've never been an emotional person naturally uh, emotional in the sense that I you know let things like really fuck up my my balance um, if it's something for the external and you know meditations by Marcus Aurelius is probably what I reference what set it all off and that kind of obviously just laid out like hmm everything external to your mind you can't control so why bother why bother worrying about it and that really stuck in my head and kind of got the ball rolling with all these other concepts and from then on it was just a, a matter of whenever i read something i'd write a little bit down and share it and whenever i had a thought that was that helped me kind of navigate my mental headspace uh, I would share it as well and that's that's what happened with Soul Brat and I think it's it's uh it's played out just like how I think the universe has the plan for me you know to share that information and whenever I write something that has helped me or whatever someone comes back to me and said hey I've never thought about it like that and then that is the goal with or the, at least the uh the short term or the short form writings that I do, the tweets and things. Um, but I'm just grateful that, you know, the universe has decided to give me this platform and hopefully I can help a, a lot of people through it. And that's um, just documenting that and, you know, see, seeing what the next stage is and putting in the work every day is, is where I'm at with it, I think. <clears throat> That's epic, bro. Yeah, it's remarkable what you built, and I'm super excited to see where you take things. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. <clears throat> um, so you, you tweeted actually uh, a while ago, um, or maybe maybe do mentioned it. Uh, not of you tweeting about it, but he said uh, top of the world or bottom of the ocean. Um, and that's what you said. That's the phrase you said. And I really think um, that's resonated with me as well because what's the point of playing it safe, really? Mm -hmm. Like playing it safe is such a, it's almost the wrong word. It's like people don't realize the opportunity cost of not giving something your all and the risk that people think like, I feel like risk in itself is, is not real. Do you know what I mean? Like, even if, even if everything goes to shit, once you have that emotional detachment and obviously, you know, you, even if you, I haven't been homeless, obviously, uh, but I've been, you know, very uh, close to not being able to pay my rent. And if you can detach from that, emotionally that things can fail let's say with risks that you take in business or life in general then it really there is no real risk other than the summation and the power that you give something does that make sense do you know what i'm trying to say for sure for sure and so if, if that exists or if that doesn't exist i think your capacity for risk taking and therefore winning at a very large level is so elevated because of that. So it's like another way that this spiritual detachment helps you out in business and life. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And I feel like, um, like the way I try to navigate things, 
I feel like we always have a tendency to like label things as like a good experience or a bad experience, right? Yeah. But I feel like once we fall victim to that, then we fall victim to really playing it safe. And I feel like we don't really know what's good and what's bad. The way I see it, it's just fucking experiences. It's just life, right? And like my my goal and like my objective is to like i want to maximize the fuck out of this life and i want to experience it fully so i want to experience the top of the world and i also want to experience the bottom of the ocean because i feel like that's where both that's where all the growth is this like middle middle lifestyle is so boring so passive you're essentially just yeah. waiting to die that's how it feels like to me. Like as a kid, I would take the train and I would just look at these people. Like I, I, I was the kind of like, just like people watching. And I was like, holy shit, like, what is this? Like, think about life, think about evolution, think about all our <laughs> And what is this homie doing right now? Like, he's just like holding a briefcase and a suit and tie, probably someone there. And he's just fucking miserable. You know that dead eyes, like that fluoride stare, bro? That's all yeah, yeah. I would see. And I was like, oh. And I think like at the end of our life, when we look back, let's say you do take a risk and it ends up uh, being a total, total, total failure. Again, just a label. Who knows if it's a failure or a success, but yeah. um, even if you, let's say you end up homeless, right? Never been homeless. So again, I'm just like uh, fucking just talking, but yeah. um, even like at the end of your life, like it would be an experience and you're like, holy shit, like that added some type of richness yeah. to my life. It wasn't just this cookie cutter. Everybody experiences the same life and they just live in this middle zone, which I find like, bro, I own, I would honestly like rather die than experience like that cookie cutter lifestyle. Dude, that's my only fear really is just being mediocre. Like I'm not really honestly scared of anything else um, mm -hmm. <clears throat> other than knowing that if I was ever not to really go for something and just, you know, it was, it was like when I was working those, you know, average nine to five office job. And I was grateful for that because it gave me, you know, the stability to do that and then work on Solbra stuff on the side. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm happy for that experience and grateful for that opportunity. But at the same time, it was soul sucking, just knowing that I was going in and doing these arbitrary menial tasks on spreadsheets and whatever else that so much so that it, it was like uh well it was, it was spiritually damaging like honestly and living a whole life like that is just like there's so many people in this kind of super inflated um gig economy um where there's like there's not much real work being done in a lot of in a lot of companies <clears throat> there's maybe a few people who are really pushing the boundaries and, you know, let's say increasing the revenue, but even then so many companies, they're not actually producing real stuff or helping people in any meaningful way, just moving money around and things like that. And if you're just going into an office to do that, I do think there are spiritual ramifications for not having some kind of central real production in the business sense. And I think that's a, a broader, point to make is like when you are starting out in you know say you want to work for yourself a bit more the main key tenet that i would say is produce 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 more than consuming 90 percent to 10 percent. you know like that is the shift that has to happen before 
you start making money before you can kind of break out of whatever else you were doing before. Would you say that's fair? Mm -hmm. I think you bring up a really, really important point. You know how you're talking about like in the in the nine to five, how there's like spiritual ramifications, right? Yeah. And you kind of feel like the essence of you like depleting like with each passing day. I yeah. feel like that's also applicable to entrepreneurship, at least in my case. And what I mean by that is like, I'm all for like making a fuck ton of money. Like I got ridiculous intentions or goals or whatever with respect to money, right? Yeah. But like for me, if like what I'm working on isn't like directly channeling all this like powerful energy inside me and allowing me to express it at scale and it's just a venture to just make money just collect yeah. more pieces of paper add more digits to my bank account i can't be bothered with with that type of business it's like yeah. I, I don't know what happens i tried it and i just fucking crash because yeah. it's like i feel like who you truly are is like a lion right but most of us act like a tiny fucking mosquito we try to make mosquito money work like the perfect mosquito get the perfect <laughs> mosquito. And we do shit. yeah exactly and it's like our appetite is never full because we have the appetite of a lion not a mosquito right yeah. so like money is just like pieces of paper and i feel like if you spend your entire life just doing things that are just padding your wallet you're gonna end up at the end of your life and be like fuck i made a bunch of fucking money but did i actually you know channel that that energy and use it to create your version mm. of heaven on earth or whatever that means to you yeah well money itself is a pathway to freedom and it represents being able to pursue what you truly can do and if you can marry the two where you create money while also helping people or what expressing whatever passion it is that you know you you lay up thinking about at night that's where the real magic happens and that's where the most money comes like i i don't like the again one of these society limiting beliefs that say oh you can't make money with your passion you know, there's always a way, there's always people making money and doing well in anything. You just have to find the right angle, find the right people uh, and work at it possibly for years. Um, you know, it, it's, you're shooting yourself in the foot before you've even begun. If you've gone in to study something that you don't really enjoy just because you think it's going to make you money. And like from there, man, I guess you, and I started this, I guess I studied finance earlier in my life just because oh yeah you know finance is good to have and, and it has helped me a little bit uh well and the people i met and everything I'm, I'm grateful for the whole process and i wouldn't be here if i if i didn't go through that but i know so many people who are 17 18 oh you've got to pick a major for your university and you might as well go to university because that's the best chance of getting a better job and then they do finance or something similar where they're not really invested in, oh, do you want, I just love spreadsheets, man. <laughs> like, there's like, there aren't many people uh, going through that. And that's not to shit on the whole thing as a whole, because I'm sure some people do love it and enjoy it. But I think for the most part, not many people do. And they get, they get pushed away from actually studying what they want to, or not even studying and just trying something out and maybe learning and researching for a few years before you, you know, really go into the, what you're passionate about because of that 
anxiety about not having enough money, which um, Robert Anton Wilson in his book, Prometheus Rising says, they're like, <clears throat> they're tickets for biosecurity. That's what money represents. And that's why we have so much anxiety over not having it and over losing it. And our whole society is programmed to be upset if we have, if we have a low amount of these biosecurity tickets, because to our subconscious, when that lowers, our chances of survival lower and then everything is set up with this relationship and <clears throat> of course you need money uh to survive or you know you can go into that with, you, do you really if you commit to growing your own food and you know all the rest of it uh, i'm sure you could get away with having less money but for the most part you need a, a decent amount of money to maybe you know get a roof over your head and all the rest of it money is just a a tool and if you set your life up so that that is the main and only goal i think everyone realizes that eventually you come to some point where that doesn't work for the human spirit and it doesn't play out at all well exactly i feel like money's money's cool money's amazing but i just feel like we we this probably sounds a little fucked up but i feel like we just give it too much respect like we put it put it on a pedestal too much mm. right and like even I have friends, friends that are typical finance majors, really smart, smart dudes. And they're just like out here fucking whoring themselves out for fucking 80K a year. And they're like, bro, it's yeah. 80K. You know how much <laughs> money that is? I'm like, yo, this is crazy. Like I remember when I was in a business school, I used to think like 100K was like something crazy, like life changing. Yeah. Then yeah. I made 100K. And I felt broker at 100K than when I had like zero dollars. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, it's, it's perspective. And one of the things that enables you to make more money is seeing, you know, a couple hundred K and being like, yeah, that's achievable. I can do that. I'm worth that. Um, what I'm doing will easily attract that. These are these beliefs about money that, that seems like arrogant, I think. And I think, or that, that's the initial reaction that people have is like, how can you think like that? It's like, you're so arrogant to think you can easily make that enough money. Like, but then, that is required in order to get there. And the people that are making that amount of money, they had to have, like, they didn't fall into that accident, like, whoops, you know, I'm making a lot of money. Like, that, the belief comes first and it seems counterintuitive and it doesn't seem to follow logically, but you're only going to run into opportunities or develop a business to that point if you can believe that you can achieve it. Exactly. And it's, it's so funny. It's like, uh, even like with, with my situation, like my parents are like typical immigrants, right? And I understand like they came here with like 10, 10 bucks in their pockets. So like their relationship with money is very, very different. And they had to go through some stuff that I can't imagine, right? But even like when I was on my like early, early come up, um, like I always had this thing where even when I had no money, I, I would never check the price for things right so i would go somewhere like i wasn't buying like like anything crazy for just like random everyday stuff yeah. i would just like whatever i want i would just grab it and then just tap my debit card or whatever right and like my mom or like whatever my dad or like my siblings or whatever would be like hey you get the receipt or like how much was that and i would be right. like oh i don't know right? like <laughs> I, even, even to this day like i never know like how much like they could be jipping me off like every single day i wouldn't even know and like i used to get so much flack for that it's like yo you gotta respect the value of a dollar right like what did uh -huh. you raise like, you're just out here just tapping yeah, fucking yeah. debit card 
my account would be in like overdraft. Like I would get charges. I'd be like, oh, okay, whatever. We'll it. <laughs> so it's not like obviously financial advice, but like just that. <laughs> not financial that, advice. Yeah, just, just that mentality I feel is like so freeing because you're like, wait a minute, like I'm not a slave to this thing. I'm actually yep. powerful and I'm going to build my life the way I want to build it on my terms and money's going to be a part of it, but I'm going to make it on my terms and on my yep. condition. And you start like literally channeling that divine energy where you're like, holy shit, like we don't have to keep playing by the rules. We can invent our own, our own way of life, how we envision it and then start taking actions. And then once you start taking actions from that place, it's like, bro, nothing can stop you. You yeah. got like the whole universe on your side and it's like, like, all right, let's go to war. And everything that just comes, comes at you, you just destroy with ease. Yeah, no, I, I definitely feel that when you finally make the distinction between playing someone else's game and stopping visualizing what it is that you truly want and you you've just fuck off all the rest all the the things that people say you should do should invest in should work towards um what is the best path for you the most secure thing like none of that is real like going back to what you said at the start we're given from birth these rules and everything that like it's hard to make money. It's hard to make a business. Most businesses fail. All of that just becomes part of your subconscious. And you can, when you realize you can reprogram those beliefs, otherwise nothing will happen. And I think, think that that's you know, the same as uh, you mentioned it before. We're born as these giants that can pursue anything as kids we have these huge dreams and it's all fantastical in a way but the adults in the room they said oh you're going to be serious and uh, <laughs> you, know, you know like all of that makes us mentally and spiritually cramped and I think it takes um, what would you say it takes to finally get the ball rolling. Like it's probably, you can have one conversation, you can read one book that gets the ball rolling. Like, what do you think is the process for most people? It's, let's say they're stuck in that paradigm. Like what, what would you recommend that they do or spend more time doing that would help to kind of progress that mindset change? Yeah, yeah. I think the number one thing that just comes comes to mind right now is I think, the number one thing you got to do <clears throat> is you got to uncontaminate your energy, right? And that sounds like fucking spiritual, like woohoo-y. And I don't really mean it in that sense. What I, The way I mean it is like, so take a kid, right? Like you mentioned a kid. A kid is so joyful, so alive, so full of imagination and curiosity and power at like five, right? And you would think that this is the human seed, that by the time that this kid is 30, he should have 100x all those qualities and he should be like literally a god amongst men. But obviously that doesn't happen. And you're like, why doesn't that happen? If you look at a seed in nature and you give it the right, um, the right, whatever the seed needs in order to grow, then it actually turns into a beautiful tree or a beautiful plant or whatever you're, you're planting, right? And it's like, why doesn't that happen with humans? We start off with so much potential, but by the time we're 30 or 25 or 20, we're like a shadow of a shadow of a shadow of what we once were. Like we didn't even, it's not even like, not only did we not get better, we got worse. And it's like, yeah. why did that happen? 
And I feel like the, the why it happens is because we contaminate our energy, right? In, in the beginning, it's like our parents are conditioned and they pass off those conditioned beliefs, like you've been saying, onto us. Yeah. And then we go through uh, our, our life and we just continue to contaminate our energy. So by the time we get to 20 that, or 18, 19, and they're like, all right, figure out what you want to do with your life. You don't even know what the fuck, who you are. You don't even know what the fuck, what the fuck this is. And it's yeah. like, only thing you know is what you've been contaminated with. And I think it's so important to like, just press the fucking eject button and be like, yo, like, just stop. Just stop this fucking bullshit. I need to figure out, I need to un uncontaminate my own energy. I need to, like, really tap in into what I believe, what I think, who I am. And from that place, I need to start making moves. So if somebody's, like, let's say they're working a dead-end job or whatever, their energy, bro, is probably contaminated as fuck with their yeah. parents just with what their girlfriend wants them to do with what society expects them to do and i feel like the greatest thing you can do is just drop out of society like you can continue to play the games continue to go with the motions but mentally you've dropped out i yeah. think that was honestly the biggest decision i ever made and that was like at like 16 i was like yo fuck it i'm not gonna play these games and like my parents just fucking shit talking me my yeah. siblings my parents whatever they're like yo this guy's like a fucking loser he's just playing on his computer all day like i was yeah. trying to write copy they just think like especially you know immigrant parents like you're just fucking playing around on the computer all day yeah, you know, yeah. Shit, like, yeah. all this stuff and it's like cool i'm just gonna i'm just gonna take that 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 and yeah. the more you just take that you're like hey that's not that bad it's not that bad. And the more yeah. you can actually uncontaminate the energy, you know, cut the umbilical cord and become your own person. And from that position, you start making decisions based on what you truly want. And those are usually far, far, far different than what society expects. It's so funny, like most people want to make a bunch of money, but at the end of the day, they just want to live a very simple life. Like yeah. they just want to have like a bunch of land, a bunch of animals, Yeah. you know, like maybe a couple of girls or whatever, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> right yeah. but it's like the reason they don't do that is because they care too much about what society thinks so they have to yeah. waste their entire prime in order to get the status objects in order yeah. to do that so society doesn't look at them like a failure yeah and the funny thing is like people aren't really thinking of you as much as you think and they'll they'll have these passing off comments your close friends and family go oh what are you doing um but as long as you can stick to what it is that you want you know that you have a plan to get there you know that eventually things will pay off it doesn't matter what people say because they will have a a few minutes maybe they're talking to you and maybe with parents they think about you a, a lot more because of their investment in you and they love you and ultimately it all comes from them loving you for the most part like they won't express it the right way and they're just expressing their love for you through concern. And that comes across to us as being negative. But ultimately, if you can think about that as, okay, again, just disconnecting from the emotional ramifications and the ego of it, it's like, they're saying this because they want me to succeed. And in their reality paradigm, success is studying hard, getting a secure job and working the way out the business nine to five because that's what they were programmed to believe and it's the same thing like you if that's what you were told if that's your reality tunnel then of course you're going to react the way when your son is just 
to you dicking around on the computer, <laughs> your concern is going to be that way. And I had the same thing, like when I was just fucking around on my computer through high school, I was reading fitness stuff. I was playing around with Photoshop. Uh, what I didn't realize at the time is I was building the skills necessary to eventually lead to what I'm doing now. But at the time it was like, oh, what are you actually doing? And I didn't know, but all of the events that I've gone through and all of the stuff that didn't necessarily look productive to the outside, the people that couldn't see what was in the vision of my mind's eye, you just have to trust yourself and realize that all those quote unquote negative things that people say to you all come from hopefully uh, most of the time a place of love and some of it doesn't obviously like people yeah. shit talk because <clears throat> they don't understand it they're jealous they actually when they see you doing your own thing and there's a, a beautiful quote I think it's by Morgan Morgan Freeman no D Denzel Washington said sometimes your spirit will irritate other people's demons and so they'll attack you and when you are not operating the paradigm that most people are, they see that lack in themselves and that's what makes them lash out at you. Exactly. It's so fun. I feel like the, the greatest reaction that you can develop is just like laughter, right? Like even yeah. like when, um, like, like two things, like when I was like going through this, like even let's say my mom comes and she's like uh, dropping some like, you know, typical immigrant, immigrant mentality, like so-and-so just got a job for 80K per year. <laughs> right? Real, real comment. Let's say she drops that, right? And yeah. like, I would never take it seriously. In that moment, I would start laughing. And more importantly, I would be like, that's not my mom talking. That's big brother talking through my mom, mm. right? And as I would start laughing, the craziest stuff would happen. My mom would start laughing too. And yeah. I was like, this is fucking hilarious. Like the real version, that real mom, where she's coming from a place of love, like you said, she's laughing with me because she understands like the facade and the bullshit of this way that she's yeah. recommending. But big yeah. brother is still talking through her. So I would just start mm. laughing with literally anything they would tell me, right? And my default reaction since those days has always been laughter. Even right now, let's say I lose a bunch of money, I just start laughing. I'm like, this is a joke. Like, <laughs> yeah, this yeah. Is fucking right? And I yeah. think that's really important, like to kind of like, because sometimes I feel like people ruin their relationships with their parents or, you know, their loved ones yeah. because they take them seriously. Yeah. But like, if you think, like, if you just look at it objectively, it's like your mom or dad really loves you. And they're just, they're just talking to you and they're telling you things that they think are the best as they've been conditioned to tell you and groom you. But if you like separate that and you're like, oh, that's my mom, but this is big brother. And you just start laughing. You'll yeah. see that the parents really come around and they're like, okay, okay. Like my parents are like, yo, we can't tell this kid shit. Like he just starts laughing. And they're just, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a beautiful way to think about it. And yeah, I'll probably will keep that in mind now that Big Brother's acting through people. And again, it all comes back to um, just emotional uh, control in general when someone comes to you with, let's say, a lower vibration emotion. You can have the base level reaction, which is to be angry back, to defend yourself, to say, oh, no, dude, actually, uh, I'm building business and, like, fuck you, like, blah, blah, blah. And then you're going to have a fight 
or an argument or like you said through the function of laughter or through just just a loving awareness is knowing that okay what are they attacking like i'm not i am not the idea of an entrepreneur that they then attack so therefore i have to get emotionally upset and defend it you are this awareness that's existing in this you know bodily form that is just navigating this world and you cannot let or you can develop the skill to where those emotions they don't control you they may pop up of course they're going to pop up but when you get to a certain point and you work at it the default reaction becomes that of a disconnection mm-hmm. and you can transmute that through laughter through love back it's like yeah thanks dude or you you know maybe you make a joke at yourself like oh yeah don't have a job unemployed whatever <laughs> yeah then people they always soften they always come back with something better because their ego as well almost gets disarmed when you can show that you are confident enough in yourself that that stuff doesn't affect you and i think that's a a very important skill to have uh, in general with anyone and online especially as well um there, there is a distinction between that and also knowing when if there is an environment or a particular group of people that are constantly doing that to you you have to just disconnect and separate your energy you don't want to let that like you said that energy contaminate you because it's all well and good to be disconnected and have the skill of uh, detaching but sometimes a lot of the time you're just going to have to completely eject from that environment that is threatening to bring you down all the time yeah 1000% i feel like the like especially the world we live in it's like you're born with such impeccable vibes that from that moment on everybody's just trying to limit and dim your lights they're trying to dim your vibes so we ain't going to fucking let the vibes die so like when they come yeah. at us and they hit us it's like you just got to laugh you just got to come from that place of love and you got to uh you got to get a, get away from those environments because if you think about it that's really what it is right like why else do people become such a shadow of a shadow of a shadow of a of the version of themselves that they have the potential to be by the time they hit a certain age it's because they let the vibes die but you cannot let the vibes fucking die the vibes should only increase with age not not become a dimmed down and just pussified exactly if you're doing life right it's a constant upwards trajectory and if you're not doing that you really got to like the most toxic mindset you can have at high school glory days it's all downhill from there <laughs> oh bro don't get me started on this shit oh my god yeah it is rough man that is rough oh well yeah that is too rough i have like a lot of people that are like in that in that mindset this is sad to see man it's like so heartbreaking to just watch watch people that are so talented that actually have like so much to give and everybody i feel like everybody has that they have that raw energy inside them right but they they may be disconnected from it but it's like all these all these fucking rules and bullshit societal viewpoints yeah i mean it it gets everyone and 
we were all uh, part of that at some point. I just feel like, is there a innate possibility for everyone to break free of that? Do you think? Because I feel like some people are just too deep, and I I want to always believe in the capacity of people to change. Obviously, but you know, there's the whole thing of some people don't even have an inner monologue. You know, they don't they don't talk through things. They're just thinking pictures. Have you heard that? Yeah, yeah. I actually heard it on your podcast with I think Lobo. Yeah, like, I mean, what, what what's going on there? How do we <laughs> how do we uh, remedy that situation? Like, like, yeah. I think like pre pre twenty nineteen, I had like so so much faith in like humanity, right? I was like, yo, like people are epic, you know. People, you can't control people. People are gonna, everybody's gonna make it. Uh, and then, and then all this, all this, uh, this entire gong show played out the last couple of years. And yeah. I've seen like people that I thought would never break, would never bend, being the first ones to follow, follow the, the programming. Right. And yeah. it's like the, the stuff that people are quote unquote selling out for is just like baffles my mind. Like, it's like, hey, I got to do X because otherwise I won't be able to travel. I'm like, motherfucker, you don't yeah. even travel. <laughs> you never traveled up till now. Now you're talking about fucking traveling. Like, get the yeah. fuck out of here with that. Right? And it's like, um, it, it hurts because it feels like, bro, like, it's been decades and decades and decades of programming you through the television yeah. screen, through the, yeah. through the music, through the food. And th this is the ramifications. These are the consequences, right? So I believe in the potential of every single person, but I don't know, bro. I lost a little bit of faith these, this last couple of years with just people as a whole. And it seems like the deeper they go, the worse, the worse it gets. And it's tough, man. Even like certain, certain um, loved ones, right? It's like, you can't even have a conversation anymore. You can't even think critically. You can't even ask questions without them putting labels on you. And I'm like, yeah. I'm not on zero, I'm on no side. I'm just trying to think critically. I'm just asking questions. Can I, can I ask my questions? Can, can yeah. I speak? Can I talk? <laughs> they just hit X, Y, Z. And I'm like, yo, this is, this is, this yeah. is the way you do. Yeah, it's knowing when there is a discussion to be had, <clears throat> And if there are people in your life that are open to just even just discussing things like the, what I, I think has helped um, my mindset in general is understanding that there are, you can have an argument, you can have a discussion where you just work through the logic of each side and, and analyze where these things are going, think about, okay, who benefits from this, mm -hmm. you know, just that second order, third order thinking rather than the base level without getting emotionally detached and just having that conversation with someone most people clam up entirely to, because it's so confronting in their minds that to even think about something that's outside of the approved paradigm of the tv and if you have people in your life you can have those conversations with treasure that truly treasure that truly nurture those relationships because those are the people that they understand. Look, I'm not, I'm not uh, a, a zealot for, for these causes. I just want to understand why this is happening. And as a free person who doesn't want to be taken advantage of, you really have to look at 
you know, who's who's benefiting from all this? Who's profiting from the thousands of tests of, of uh, COVID that's happening? Like, you really got to think about it past the level of the, the surface level because the surface level will tell you one thing and really you've got to look behind the scenes to see who's actually uh, pulling the strings. Otherwise, you're just going to be taken advantage of. But I feel like that's probably happened since the very dawn of time. And this is just another expression of it and another cycle of the human condition that's playing out. And again, you got to eject and, uh, and stop playing the game. Otherwise, you're going to get caught up with everything if you're trying to... I don't know, man. It's like you want to be the force that's on one side and that is the ideally the voice of reason or even just the voice of hey this isn't what it seems like please consider this other possibility but then you can end up just shouting into the void a lot of the time and that can be excessively draining on yourself so it's a very delicate balance of wanting to help people wanting to put this information out there but almost knowing that some people just won't accept it and i think it's a it's a question of not losing faith and motivation because they want you to give up and they want you to argue with your family they want you to completely like cut ties with people if they don't agree with you but Ultimately, again, everyone's doing their best with the current level of consciousness that they're at. Yeah. Where, where do you, I'm curious, where do you personally like draw the line and find this balance, right? Between like wanting to express and wanting to share and just wanting to inspire more critical thoughts. Like I've seen like what, what you did during um, that, that whole election time, right? And I was like, yo, this guy's, this guy's doing it up. Like, this is fucking amazing. Like, you really, you really um, took charge and you like, you know, you actually became like a very strong voice of reason and you stood for something, right? I feel like most of like that masculine spirit, like one thing they really do is to just make you focus on your personal life. And they're like, just keep this masculine spirit caged in here and it's fine for now. And I feel like a lot of males, they just like are okay with that. But what I really um, respected about you during that time in particular was you're like, now fuck this, like I'm gonna stand up for this. And you expressed your thoughts and your viewpoints about what was happening, right? But like, where do you draw the line between talking to the void and being like, all right, fuck it. Like, I'm just gonna hit eject and just look out for myself and my loved ones. Well, I think they're both possible. I think if you, you got to dedicate your time to what's going to move the needle on your life first. And if you're doing that and you're still progressing each day, you're still training hard, you're still making moves in your business, you can have another part of the day where, you know, in, in this particular case, it was writing commentary, researching a bit on what's going on and using my platform to just highlight a few of these things that didn't stand up to any certain level of of analysis. And I think, you know, I've always found in life that I've never been one to mute myself in person. And if something's bullshit, I'll always say it. And 
there's always people that are of the same opinion as you a lot more people than you would think but they're just too scared to actually say anything and even when you say it they're not gonna outwardly support you but they'll come up to you after and say dude thank you for saying that like everyone was you know I was, I was thinking that it was bullshit it's like well motherfucker say something then support me in in the fucking in the arena you know and i'll always do that and i'll always speak up because you know it, it just takes one person to give you the uh confidence to say something as well and with the whole mask thing you see someone else not wearing a mask and you're like fuck yeah dude you know <laughs> that and then you fucking rip your mask off and you're like fuck yeah <laughs> you know like <clears throat> it's you have to be that initial you know you just have to tell the truth what do you feel what do you believe and i don't think it was a conscious decision as such it was just i'm in the space on twitter as well um politics comes up a lot and it was just a question of me being like well that doesn't make sense why is this going on um a lot of things don't add up and i'm going to say that but then at the same time and i i did get this balance wrong a little bit i think over the last year or so when there would be times where you're constantly like commenting on these things and retweeting stuff but ultimately what is that you know and i would like to think that i'm helping to contribute to the general flow of information and being like a node in that network that's highlighting these things that people wouldn't have otherwise come across and that's what I like to do to provide people with, you know, just a, a different point of view. But at the same time, it was sometimes would become at the expense of the business. Um, you know, maybe I wouldn't work out as much. And I think that always has to be number one priority. Again, you can't fill someone else's cup up if your own cup isn't full. And I think that working out, eating well, sleeping well, making sure you're getting money in all of that has to come first. But then if you have done your work on that during the day and there's the, op or there's just the opportunity to say something in general, that that can be an option as well. Yeah. I think you made a, you make a very strong point with respect to when you say that you're just speaking your your level of truth, right? And I think this was actually a tweet, tweet from you. I don't know if I remember cor correctly. I might butcher it, but it's like, the more you know, the more you have to stand on what you know. Otherwise, like the karmic consequences are greater for you than the person that is ignorant, right? It's like, yeah. if they're ignorant, it's fine because they don't know any better. But if you know better and you still don't say something, then there's a greater issue there, right? You feel that inner inner um, split where you're not being true to yourself. You're not actually embodying what you feel. And again, I think that's spiritual ramifications in whatever way that that arises could just be you feel a lower degree of self-esteem because you know x is true but you're acting like y in public right and i think um what, what you're saying makes makes all the sense in the world i think it's just a matter of like living the truth that you know 
right? And that applies on all levels. So if you know X food is bad for you and you continue to eat it, you're not yeah. living the truth. You're serving, you're serving the false. If you know, if you do X and in the morning you wake up feeling like Y and you continue to do it, same shit, right? And I think it's just like, X is true for me. This is what I feel. I'm just expressing it. You don't have to believe me. I'm just putting it out there. I have yeah. no desire to convince or persuade. Yeah. I'm just speaking my truth, like respect it or just move on. It is what it is, you know? Yeah, exactly. It's the detachment from trying to convince someone and detachment from the outcome and not wanting to have control over other people's opinion simultaneously saying this is what i think this is take it or leave it you know and that's a distinction where i think you can get so emotionally upset if you're trying to convince people yeah um you're trying to like you have this attachment to oh, i'm going to make them change their mind ultimately that doesn't happen really across like one or two conversations but the quiet people that will see stuff you post online and go, hmm, I've never thought about it that way. And then that starts the seed of germination of that changing mindset where they then go, oh, mm, that doesn't make sense either. And that's what the share of information and the commentary ideally does because you're not going to completely 180 someone that is stuck within the programming uh, over one conversation. Mm-hmm. I think I think like the greatest things that we can do is just like plant seeds, right? Like that was one thing I learned in marketing. It's like if you try to make somebody do X, they will resent you for it. But if you just plant the seeds, then it yeah. will eventually grow into their own idea and they'll be yeah, they'll act from a place of empowerment. So like just planting seeds, just sharing what you know and just planting seeds and you have no idea how they're gonna grow. But your job was just to plant the seed and you did your part and now you can just um, wash your hands with whatever happens. Exactly, man. I think living by example as well is one of the greater things um, to do is like if people see you living on your own terms and operating outside of the paradigm, then they they take note of that, whether they're not whether they're conscious of it or saying that. But if you can make it work, they can then take inspiration. Oh fuck this! I I actually don't need to do this job. Look at so and so. He's he's doing his own thing. That is probably the greatest service that we can do. It's working on ourselves, showing that we're not afraid, showing that we're not going to take people's words and opinions. Uh, to heart anymore and just operating that other paradigm and inspiring us to do the same which i think you are doing to such a great level uh and all your tweets and everything uh really resonate with me because of that thank you bro i, I really appreciate that and likewise man i feel like i feel like you're on the cutting edge with respect to like i mentioned at the start of this of like the the complete man the complete human being. Well, I'm trying. We'll get there eventually. Fuck yeah, bro. I think it's gonna be, I think I think life is gonna be so fucking epic and like the stuff that, you know, if we just tap in and we continue to do our stuff and we like press eject on the world, like we can really create so much epicness. And I feel like this inner fire where I feel like life is about to be as it should have always been. Like this, amazing paradise of pure 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 epicness and i'm like so yeah. fucking excited to play my small part in creating that 
Exactly. That's what we should all aim for, man. <clears throat> it's happening. It is done. Time just has to catch up. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> hey, man, I want to thank you. You've got to wrap it up now, but Tej Dosa, uh, where can people reach you? And do you have any projects you're working on at the moment that you want to you want to shout out? Uh, no, not really. Just the uh, best place to probably reach me is just Twitter. Uh, you can just search for Tech Delsa and you'll find it. Awesome. I'll, I'll drop the links in the show notes as well. But uh, thank you for joining me on the Soulcast. Great conversation, as I knew it would be. And uh, I'm sure we'll do this again one day. Awesome. Thank you so much for your time, bro. Take care. Thanks, man. See ya. Peace.